Welcome to another edition of Salt and Light Arts. And I'm your host, Joanne Hoy. And I'm excited today. Um, one of my mentors, she may not know that she is, but she's one of my mentors who has inspired me to be extra creative in different areas. And so um, I'm excited to bring her on. And her name is Karen Robertson. Karen, are you there? I am here. Welcome to Salt and Light Arts Podcast. Karen, I'm so excited that you're here today. And um, basically, this podcast uh, talks about or about probably your journey of how you came, you know, became a Christian artisan. And you're really unique to me because I haven't really met any like personal uh, Christian artisans that are who are comedians. So, um, I would like you to kind of maybe just kind of share your story of um, how did you know that this is what God called you to do? Share your story and your journey. Well, I, I first of all, just becoming a Christian and learning to listen to God is, you know, the most important part. And uh, God gives us the desires of our heart. I just think from day one, I always enjoyed being funny. Uh, I don't think I was ever the class clown, but I was certainly the instigator of things that went on that were exciting in class. <laughs> um, but I think that uh, as far as comedy is concerned, is that what you're asking about? Because right. Because we've had so many careers. That <laughs> we'll start with the comedy one, but I know they all blend okay. together, correct? Okay. Well, the comedy, I, I remember reading an article by Jean Parrott, who was the writer for Bob Hope, Phyllis Diller, and Carol Burnett for 20 years. And in the article, he was talking about how to put uh, comedy in your speeches. And he made the mistake of putting his email address on his article. So it was a Saturday night, and I wrote to him, and I said, you know, I think I'd like to be a comic. What are the first 10 things I should do? Which is hilarious when you think that I was writing to an Emmy-winning comedy writer Saturday night at midnight and asking him to tell me what were the 10 steps I should take. And the next morning, I got an email back from him, and he told me the first 10 things I should do. And the first one was to sign up for his classes. Wow. And um, so that's, you know, I started by taking his classes. But uh, the thing that really, I think more than anything, was I joined the Christian Comedy Association and discovered that there were lots of Christian comics. There are more on the East Coast than there are on the West Coast. But the association was wonderful because they talked about how to glorify God and still be a comic, because so often, uh, as a comic, you're out there in the world uh, in order to get some time, some stage time, and a lot of times it's um, you're amongst comics that aren't clean, and you just kind of have to grit your teeth to get stage time. But I was very fortunate because I took some classes from a Christian, uh, his name's Nazareth, in uh, Corona, 
and the four of us that were in the class decided we would start our own little troupe, and so we started doing shows for churches, and that was wonderful because then you have audiences of people who come wanting to laugh, sober, hopefully, and and uh, they're they're they come in happy and they want to be happier. They want to have a good laugh and a good time. And also, when you're learning to be a comic, it's hard to get stage time. If you go to a club or something like that, you're lucky if you can get on stage for three minutes. But we were doing shows where we got to do 20 minutes each, and so we really wow. had a lot, a lot of time on stage, and it was really fun. But we all tried to work something into our our acts that let people know that we were Christians. That's awesome. That is really awesome. Um, I know that um, for me, um, you probably are the very first Christian um, com- comedian. And I remember, I can't remember the name of the group. What was the name of the group that, do you remember that? They always had lunch on Wednesdays. What was that called? Do you remember, Karen? I don't. You know, I don't know what what you're referring to. When I met, we called our we called our group four oh nine. Right, and, and you were asked would, to come to speak at. It was a Chris, oh at the at the speakers forum. The speakers forum, right? Yes. And yes. so, um, probably in a. a, a a different season in my life. It was pretty difficult for me. And I'm not sure who turned me on to the speakers forum. But um, I remember going and you were there. And um, I was really kind of moved by um, what you were sharing and um, the introduction to 409 and stuff. And I thought that was pretty awesome. And then one day, um, I showed up at uh, church. I really felt led to go to uh, Centerpoint Church in Marietta, and um, so much so that I think I came to, at the end of one uh, service. So I was in between services, but I didn't really care because I really felt led to. And then, lo and behold, I look up, and I see you. And I'm like going, okay, God, I'm not sure what you're doing, but... And then I introduced, you introduced yourself to me, or how, I forget how we met, but we've been in contact with each other ever since. And you've been um, really, again, an inspiration to me, um, and I do thank you. So um, I'm not sure if there's others that are out there that are thinking, okay, well, I'm not sure how I can serve God. And so the thing about Salt and Light Arts Podcast is that hopefully we're we're going to be reaching those who are listening that if you're not sure what your calling is, God can use you in so many miraculous ways. And being a comedian is one of them. And so Karen has had, like she said earlier, several different careers. And could you share those, Karen, so they can kind of get the full uh, uh, breadth of your journey and how you, you Ended well, not even ended because you're still doing amazing things. But could you share that journey of what you started off with and and the discovery is great. So that would be interesting. Well, I 
I wanted to be a movie star, of course. You know, of course. Every girl wants to be a, a movie star. And so God gave me a captive audience every single day of my life. I was a school teacher, and uh, they couldn't escape. <laughs> they, and so that was kind of uh, my beginnings. I worked for the school district for 32 years. And during that time, I think, I think God developed in me all the skills that I have. I mean, because when you're teaching little kids, you're teaching writing, you're teaching uh, humor, you're teaching speaking. Uh, so I think all those... Are you there? Yes. Yeah, all, the, all those skills are coming out when you're teaching. So then I was uh, a speaker, and I've authored some books. And uh, when I retired, I had my own business as a success coach. And now I do a little bit of everything, and um, I'm a writer. So I just finished my second novel in November, and I love it, but I also love to be out with people, and I speak. I'll be speaking pretty soon at the Historical Society. You know you're old when the Historical Society starts inviting you to speak no and, uh, that's not true that's not true they know they know good talent they know good talent and they i do. also uh lead the karen robertson historic downtown marietta walking fellowship tour which i humbly named because i it's just me doing it and everything that i do my writing my comedy my tour leading my speaking any penny of money that I make on any of those goes straight to brain research and cancer kids at Rady Children's Hospital. So that's, that's been my quest. Wow. That is really awesome. Okay, well, we're about to take a break right now, but we're going to come back and find out about um, Rady's Children's Hospital and the donations that Karen makes. And so stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to the Salt and Light Arts Podcast with your host, Joanne Hoy. It's, it's, it's been a long time. Reach, reach up. You got it. I'm back. This is Craig Carlisle, the host of the Raising Men Show. And I'm back. Tuesdays, 2 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. Pacific, right here on WKBY 1080 AM and WKBY1080.net. Tune in and we'll have real talk about real life. This is Craig Carlisle, the host of The Raising Men Show, and I'm also an executive producer of the independent feature film Restored Me. I lost something I didn't do. What type of God is going to watch a man get up on his feet and then kick him right back down and get drugged through the dirt again? It's a powerful, feel-good dramedy that centers around a young man trying to restore his relationship with his young daughter and her mother. Talk to him just like you're talking to him. Where have you been, kid? These people take communion from me. I am their God. This film speaks to restoring your faith and pushes a bold message of positivity and motivation. The cast includes Gary Owen, Bill Duke, Will Young Lee, Matt Gerald, Richard T. Jones, Malik Yovo, Yancey Arias, and both Casper Smart, just to name a few. Restored Me is available on over 100 digital markets including iTunes, Amazon, and on demand from your local cable provider. Buy it. 
rendered. Either way, I'm asking you to watch it. It'll bless your life. Welcome back to Salt and Light Arts Podcast. And I'm your host, Joanne Hoy. And today again, I have an amazing Christian artisan here, Karen Robertson. And she's been sharing her story of her journey, um, how she became a Christian artisan. And I think that words of wisdom really help um, those who, again, may be looking for how God called them or what he's called them to do. And so um, I'm excited that she's on today. And so, uh, Karen, um, what would you share with others about them sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with via the arts? Well, <clears throat> I think the arts are the sneakiest way to be able to share Christ because people are drawn to the arts. Very, you know, anything, whether it's painting or speaking or um, comedy, that they're captivated by the art. And then if you can share Christ through that, I mean, that's just, I've, I've performed before at Pechunga, for example, which is a casino resort. And I was the, the 12th one up on the stage. So 11 people before me have talked about all kinds of uh, nasty things and, and used horrible language. And just, uh, it's just, it's frustrating to have to even almost be among them. But that's where God sent me. So I'm 12, I come up and I do my act and people laugh and they smile. And when they walk away, they know that I'm a Christian because I've talked about teaching Bible study. I've talked about going to church. And I've had, I always have people come up to me afterwards and say, that was a breath of fresh air. Wow. And I think, and and that's a witness and testimony to your, to who he is in your life. And a lot of times, you know, you're right. The, Arts is like a sneak attack <laughs> that you're maybe not yes. waiting, that yes, you may well. not know it's going to grab you. And I know um, with my experience, similar to yours, is people don't even know, um, like, what happened to, you know, they're, they're wondering, <laughs> what happened to me? I, I feel I've never felt like this before. And so um, I am grateful for my calling. I really think that when God said, I'm going to give you creative arts, I mean, he just like triple blessed me. I'm like going, goody, 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 because um, I see things um, and I'm able to uh, create things that I necessarily don't really say I have the expertise in doing, but it comes off like I do, I know, and I'm <laughs> I'm sitting there going, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, you know, because I know from whence it comes. And if someone is blessed or touched, or they're even um, get to maybe just rethink their their life or what's going on, that I've done my job, and the rest is left to him to do what he does really great. So, right. um, well, I never thought of myself as an artist of any kind until, well, a couple of things. One is how hard I've had to work to learn the craft. 
And two is uh, when I was teaching oral presentation through comedy to fifth graders and they put me with the traveling artists, then I, I began to realize that it is an art. Uh, as well as writing, and uh, I belong to a writer's guild. Nice. And so they have, a mag- they have an online magazine, so you can submit your stories. So I wrote this story about how I met Mark Wahlberg. Now, that sounds like a good story everybody would like to hear. Yeah, and, it is. Uh, they, and they rejected it because too many times in my story I mentioned how God was in it, and they wouldn't accept my story. So I turned in another story about something else, and they rejected it because God was in my story, because God is in my life every, every day, every minute of my life. And so the editor apologized to me. She says, well, we can't take anything that's religious. And I said, well, it wasn't a religious story. It was just about how God was working in my life. I wasn't proselytizing or anything. And she said, well, we had to talk about it for a long time before we could make the decision. I said, well, that's good. Then I'll just keep turning in my, <laughs> my composition, and you'll just have to think about it more. <laughs> I love it. And see, there you go. You planted a seed where they had to kind of come to grips with a lot of different things. I would have loved to have been the fly on the wall that day um, just to hear what they were uh, struggling with. But, you know, um, you planted a, a, a very good seed. And, again, um, not saying that you have to have the Bible right there to say, okay, I'm a Bible thumper or anything like that, but right, your creativity right. speaks of volumes for yourself. So I agree with you. It's nice to hear that there was a struggle going on with um, them deciding yes, no, yes, no. So I don't know if it was a democratic (laughs) decision or not, but you know, God was glorified in it because maybe for some, they've never talked about God before in their life. Mm -hmm. So um, that's what I love about the arts. It's a sneak attack. And you, you don't even realize God is in the midst. You just feel something different, or you see that your conversation is led another way. So, um, that is, that is really good. So I think I have one more question for you. What would you like to share, um, to new and upcoming artists who are not really certain about sharing their gifts and talents um, for God? Well, to me, when God gives you a talent, that's exactly what he wants you to do is share it. But I think one of the, as a coach, I coach lots of artists, and I discovered that one of the reasons why a lot of them get stuck is because they don't accept the gift and they don't make a business plan. They don't plan what it is they want to do. They know their craft. They know what their craft is that they want to do. Let's say they're an actress and they know they want to be an actress, but what they don't want to do is the business end of it. And that's the hard part for almost every artistic person because they don't usually have business minds. But, you know, God says that uh, 
let's see, one of the scriptures was, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? That's in Luke 14, 28. And the, and the whole idea is, may, sit down and plan out what, it, what you want to do. What is it going to cost you in time, not just money, but in training? and all the things that go into learning your craft and your business. That's awesome. Um, that is really awesome. And I love how you just said it's so easy for anyone to understand and, and see how God can be in the midst of the gifts and talents. And then sometimes it is just saying, God, thy will be done, and just do it. Sometimes you have to try that. So, um we're almost at the end of our show, and um, I'm still excited that you're on my show. I don't know what to do. And so um, we are going to take a break and come back. All right. I'm Karen Robertson, a Christian creative artisan, and you're listening to the Salt and Light Arts Podcast with Joanne Hoy. This is Craig, the host of The Craig Carlisle Show, where Christian topics and discussions take on a life of their own. Join the live discussion every Saturday afternoon, 1230 Pacific, 330 Eastern, for show details. Follow me on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at The Craig Carlisle Show. This is Craig Carlisle, the host of The Raising Men Show, and I'm also an executive producer of the independent feature film, Restored Me. Something I didn't do. What type of God is gonna watch a man get up on his feet and then kick him right back down and get drugged through the dirt again? It's a powerful, feel-good dramedy that centers around a young man trying to restore his relationship with his young daughter and her mother. Talk to him just like you're talking to me. Where have you been, kid? These people take communion from me. I am their God. This film speaks to restoring your faith and pushes a bold message of positivity and motivation. The cast includes Gary Owen, Bill Duke, Will Young Lee, Matt Gerald, Richard T. Jones, Malik Yovo, Yancey Arias, and Bo Casper Smart, just to name a few. Restored Me is available on over 100 digital markets including iTunes, Amazon, and on demand from your local cable provider. Buy it. Rent it. Either way, I'm asking you to watch it. It'll bless your life. Hey, we're back. Um, and this is Joanne Hoy, the host of Salt and Light Arts Podcast. And I have on the show with me, again, a, a great mentor and Karen Robbins Robertson. And we kind of forgot about Radies Children Hospital. Karen, could you share some information on, on your donations to them and how that all got started? Well, my grandson is a brain cancer survivor uh, from when he was four years old. And so we started an organization called BRIC, and it stands for Brain Research and Cancer Kids. And we named it that because of his love for Lego bricks. And so everything that I do, the whatever monies I make goes straight to Rady Children's Hospital wow. to our account called BRIC. But, you know, before we finish, I really need to say that people who are pursuing the arts and they're interested in serving God, 
There is plenty of time to do that, and many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. And if we don't wear yourself out trying to get rich, just be willing to go through the doors that God opens for you. Because that, if, if he's put the desire in your heart, he will also open the doors to your success. That is so true. And that is just so true. I'm so glad you shared that. Um, a lot of times people look at funding and all kinds of different things. And a lot of times God just wants to see you just take that one step of faith and mm-hmm. other doors will just fly open. And you're like, oh, yeah, I've heard that before. I've heard that before. But have you tried it before? Have you tried it and just see what that looks like, whether it's the best you have or the worst? Sometimes God just is like the song says, God just wants a yes. And then just yeah. step out on faith and just do it. Um, and and, th- and if, Yeah, and if you're in touch with him every single morning, Yes. That's that's what will make the difference in your life, no matter what you're doing. When you're working in his presence and he's he's on the job for you. Yes. Yeah, that is so true. Karen, could you share a little bit about the training that you've had? Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, (laughs) I'm one of those workshop junkies and it doesn't make any difference what I take on. I buy all the books, I go to all the workshops, I join all the associations, and I just immerse myself in it. And um, I, I know people who are artists who have not had any training, and they're natural artists. And I know other artists who have taken every kind of training in the world and have difficulty with it. But I always figure education, every bit of education you can get, is uh, just adds to your success as an artist, as a speaker, as a writer, as a comic, as anything you do. And, you know, um, what's the scripture about failing for lack of counsel? I think being around people who are doing what you're doing is very, very valuable. And when I became a Christian comic, I gathered up a whole bunch of Christian comics from Southern California, and we would meet at my house every month because I needed that. Uh, I needed to be around other Christian comics who were trying to do the same thing as I was. That is that is so true. Um, and sometimes you don't even realize the actual need that you feed into each other's lives mm-hmm. um, just because you are sharing a a mutual gift or talent. And so when you talk about writing, um, I've written poetries and productions that um, I always wonder how I got there. But the fact that you lend yourself over to it, whether you're, um, whether it's a learned behave, you know, a learned gift or talent, or like you're saying, you, you, you just go to class and hopefully that's where you're led to do. But the fact that you're, you're submitting and wanting with your heart's desire to offer up something to him back to him, uh, with what he's given you. And sometimes you may not be as successful as you would like. I know in the early stages of when I was writing productions, 
Um, I'm not, you know, I don't think they were the greatest. I can go back and look and like, oh my gosh. But as the years progressed, I didn't stop writing. And so my first production wasn't my last production. And so as I allowed him to show me more, um, I spent time reading his word, doing my research so that when it was time for me to write what he had inside of me, things came out where I was like, I don't even know where that came from. But again, being that willing and yielded spirit to just go through the process. And so you bring up valid points that you may be gifted and talented and you may be listening right now, but you also need to be open that God can use you in ways whether you think you have the gifts and talents. Because I too, I think you shared earlier that I took me a long time for me to say the big A word, and that was artist. I did not think that yeah. I was like qualified. And I worked at the California Center for the Arts in Escondido, where I really worked with artists. And they would always encourage me and say, yeah, you are. And I would look at them. I'm like, yeah, but not like you. And so I had put levels and layers and, you know, mountaintops between me and them and valleys. And I was definitely valley low, and they were definitely mountaintop high. Um <laughs> But the very, first time, the very first time I ever uh, performed, a guy who was a comic came up to me and he said, here's what I want you to do. Every morning when you get up, I want you to say, I'm Karen Robertson and I'm a comic. I'm Karen Robertson and I'm a comic. And he said, I want you to say that every morning until you start to believe it. And it's so true. I mean, we have to get it in our head that God is using us and that it's okay to, to be that. It's, uh, it's exciting to uh, it just perform and see his glory in it. Amen. No matter what you're doing. Amen. And, but again, in a giving him the opportunity to use you. And so I think for young artists or some that are like, well, I'm not sure, sometimes it's just saying yes and just doing it, whether whatever your values are on it, you need to just trust God and what he's doing. And, you know, like, like riding a bike, if you remember how many times you fell after the training wheels were taken off, you got back on that bike and you rode it. And so again, you weren't per- picture perfect, but you kept doing it until you got your balance. And now you ride the bike and don't think twice about it. It's the same thing with your gifts and talents. You've got to open and make space and room for it in your life in order for that to happen. So, um, and that's what I think Karen's journey is so beautiful in that, you know, you started your own stage and, um, you know, teaching and then the stage just grew and grew and grew until you realized that he wanted to you to be a, a a comic and share his words in unique ways that touches the lives of his people because he wants everyone to know who he is. And I think um, via the arts, which is both of our passions, that he can use that. And I really believe that in this day and age right now, that is the language that I'm hoping that the churches will see that. Programming is all great and stuff, but are you speaking the language that can be understood by all ages? And some of them do, some of them don't, but the arts, 
hands down, um, go places that actually holding up a Bible cannot. And so um, just thinking of different uh, avenues to get his word to his people. And that's what the arts does for me as now, well. I'm leading, I'm leading a walking tour of Old Town Marietta. When are those days, to, Karen? I get to minister all the time. All... All they have to do is call me, and we set up a date. It's not a regular thing. It's whenever somebody calls me. I'll have one coming up uh, next week for the singles of Center Point Church, and then I have one coming up in March that I haven't set the date yet for. But if somebody calls me, I'll go tomorrow because I love it, and I get to share about becoming a Christian. I tell my story and my testimony. And I also have two Christian friends who have asked me to write a play with them. So talk about insecurity. I've never written a play in my life, and that's one thing I haven't taken a workshop on. So <laughs> pray for me, because we are going to write the history of Wildemar. Oh, how and, exciting uh, is that? Yeah. Wow. Well, the history of Wildemar is quite boring, so we are hoping to make it a comedy, so it should be fun. Yes, I'm I, sure that I'm sure that uh, Craig is going to have fun trying to edit this. <laughs> he's good. He's good. Okay. Um, anything else you'd like to share, Karen? Oh goodness. Um, well, I, I, my mother always said there's going to be plenty of time. You don't have to do everything at one time. But I also think that you shouldn't wait. If, you're, if your heart's desire is to move ahead on a project and you can do it, do it. If you have to make a living and you, and you do it as a, a side interest until you can support yourself with it, then maybe you have to keep your day job. But um, when you find what you love that you can do, and bless God and bless other people through it. That's real success. That's a good word as well. Um, again, just being open and just trying. Yeah, I think that I think that's the the word for um, this particular podcast is that become available. And it that doesn't mean that you become a certain age or you reach a certain level of maturity and God's not going to use you for that. Think again. This is a life calling. And uh, that's what makes it so much fun because it's not like, oh, I had to grow out of that or I don't do that <laughs> anymore. You know, it's, huh? it's not like that. At least it's not like that for me. I I love it, um, and I look for different opportunities to share what I have, and um, and so this podcast is just one of those avenues that um, God's given me, and I'm blessed and been blessed with um, those that have um, agreed to come on. Some are still like, I don't know, but that's okay. Their turn's going to come. Their turn's going to come. <laughs> So kind of scary. It yeah. is. It is. It is. But you know, um, again, just that opportunity to uh, just try. You don't know how he's going to bless you, and so on this side of it, just you know, say your prayers and take that leap of faith and do it as boldly as possible, and you'd be surprised where that'll take you. 
So I think that's all I have, Karen. I want to really thank you for coming on the show today. I've been really blessing it and re-inspired by your journey. I know some of the things that um, you've done, but uh, um, I'm just really super blessed to have you on there. And of course, you know, like your mom said, you don't have to all spill it all at the same time. So I will have you back on. Um, um, I'll uh, put it in our the comments part of it to contact you. Um, if that's okay to use your email address to sure. reserve uh, tours, walking tours for historical Murrieta, is that correct? Um, yes. And so I think... I'll, I'll send you the information for that. That'd be great, and, the, and I can include that. And I just want to thank you for even trusting me to do this. I hope if I get an opportunity to do it another time, I'll be far more eloquent than I was tonight. Uh, yeah. Girl, please. <laughs> So before we leave the show, and we're in for a real treat, we're going to uh, let you listen to Karen Robertson live, say it with humor, um, one of her shows. And so sit back and enjoy this moment and you will hear her um, at one of her performances. And so again, thank you, Karen, and enjoy these next few minutes. I came to this valley in 1971. Yeah, to take a job right next door in Marietta as a teacher. They only had one elementary school and Temecula only had one elementary school. And now between the two of us, we have over 50 schools. I'm telling you, these valley people multiply faster than rabbits. It's amazing. And when I came here, there was just a road, and on one side was Temecula, and on the other side was Rancho California. But as those two entities grew, they decided they wanted to have one name and be under the same umbrella. What a discussion that was. Should it be Rancho California? Should it be Temecula? Should it be Rancho Temecula? I mean, to be fair, I thought it should have been Tarantula. <laughs> And then everybody would have had to change their address, right? Gosh, I almost didn't come tonight. My eyesight has been failing me because in my mind's eye, I see myself as a smoking hot 35-year-old. What are you laughing about? That's not a joke. You know, I go to the mirror every morning and I say, mirror, mirror, on the wall. Who is that smoking hot 35-year-old doll? And he shouts back and says, Karen, Karen, you can't lie anymore. Tell these nice people you're really 74. <laughs> Are you glad I'm 74 or that I'm still upright? <laughs> yeah, I'm a teacher, and so whenever I see this many people in one place, I like to teach them a lesson. And the lesson is about laughter. It has been scientifically proven that laughter makes you happier, healthier, live longer, be more creative, learn faster, and have better relationships. So by applause, how many of you want that? And here's the kicker. It doesn't make any difference whether the laughter is real or fake. Just go around 
fake laughing everywhere. And, uh, <laughs> people think you're crazy. <laughs> and so here's the deal, though. If I say something that I sort of pause like I expect you to laugh, could you just fake it as loud as you can? <laughs> it's for your own benefit. <laughs> and if I think you're losing out, I'll slap my leg to remind you to kick it up a notch. <laughs> Let's see if that works. stuff. I do. I mean, I text. Oh, okay, I guess everybody texts, right? The other day I text my husband. I said, honey, I'll be there in about five minutes. You want to make a little whoopee? I accidentally sent it to my pastor. And I guess he's on a group list with the whole bunch of We've been excommunicated. <laughs> and uh, tattoos. I've got two tattoos. Wow. Yeah, you want to see them? Yeah. <laughs> okay, there's always one spoil, spoil sport. Yeah. You want to see them in action? Watch yeah. this. Get your mind out of my pants for a kind of 